Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where today two rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to and from work. I'm not Graham, but I'm Shane. <laughs> and I'm the chameleon. Beautiful. Welcome aboard and on with the show. So, yeah, as we mentioned, uh, Graham's a bit under the weather, a bit crook at the moment. Um, he's uh, he's going for his COVID test and... And you want to pass many tests in life. That's one you don't want to pass. So, um, so uh, he's going for his COVID test, and uh, he's had a night off. So as you can see, there'll be no technical wizardry that Graham usually provides. But uh, but Griffo and I, the chameleon and I, will be here to uh, give you your football fix for the week to discuss everything that's been going on in rugby league and to preview four games and uh, talk a little bit of Origin. We'll also be going through our report cards. Um, but, you know, in typical Graham fashion, it would be remiss of us not to talk about the uh, table and as it stands for this week. Um, it's no guesses at number one, the juggernaut that is the Penrith Panthers uh, there at number one, Storm at number two on 20 points. The Eels still in third after their loss to South Sydney during the, on the weekend. They're in 18 and funnily enough, South Sydney joined them on 18 points. 16 points, you've got the Sydney Roosters. The Eagles, um, they're up there in 12. And the Cowboys, they're on 12 points. They're in seven spots. So the Cowboys in the eight. Uh, something you probably wouldn't have thought of um, when we look at five weeks ago. And the Dragons, well, they are on 10 points and they round out the eight. On four and against on 10 points. On ninth is the Warriors. Tenth is the Titans. And the Knights bring it in 11th. Uh, they're up spots as well. The Sharks, they're in, they're in 12th spot on eight points. The Tigers are in 13th spot. They're in eight points. And, geez, the 14th place team has just fallen down the ladder and they are the Canberra Raiders. They forgot to put the, uh, they forgot to put the harness on, mate. They've, they've slipped on a rung and they're just, they're just buckling down the, the, the ladder at this point in time. On six points is the Broncos and rounding out the... Rounding up the table on two points is the Dogs. Griffo, the, the Raiders, what is going on? Well, Shane, they're in uh, they're in a world of pain. You know, like, <clears throat> I'm just looking at the table there, and the word I saw when I first looked at it was I saw the word bye. Mm. Um, and I thought, uh, I saw the NRL saying, see you later, Canberra, come back next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, look, uh, I do feel a little bit because this is a this is a really good uh, rugby league team that's just it's just imploded. And we'll talk more later when we do the uh, yeah. we do the semester one reports. But uh, yeah, they're in uh, they're in a world of pain at the moment. The Canberra Raiders. No one would have thought at the halfway point they'd be in uh, position number fourteen. No. And I uh, think, at least of all they themselves. No, nah, and I think what's interesting is they're actually 14th on for and against. So yep. th- it's not even it's not even they're there on their own. They, they don't even have the points to cover uh, the Tigers and the Sharks, where if you'd said that five, six weeks ago, like I said, we're going through our report card this week. Um, th- they're in trouble. And if we look at it, in previous years, you would think that that 24 to 26 points will get you in the eight. They've got to win a lot of games in this second half of the season to get close. So uh, they... I can't see it out nah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They are dead set in trouble. Um, 
I suppose we will get on with uh, Shano's tidbits again. I'm not used to not having the music; it throws me off a little bit. Um, well, we're used to the music. I, I like yeah. the music. It, it gives me it gives me time. It's like Pavlov's dogs, you it, know, it, when you hear that's true. You hear yes. something, you, you you think something's yes, coming up next. That's but, right. Uh, no, it used to give me three minutes. It used to give me thirty seconds just to think of something, but now I have to come. Have to think. Uh, I have to just do it off the cuff today. Uh, Nico Hines has signed with the uh, with the Sharks. On, on some very, very big money. And um, it's a great signing for the Sharks. I think that this is probably the start of this rebuilding phase that they've been talking about for probably 20 years now. So they've finally bought someone that can assist with that. The big question is uh, for the Sharks is who's going to partner him in the halves combination? You would assume he's going to be in the halves. So um, it's very exciting for the for the Sharks. Uh, it's It's... A massive signing, um, and it'll be very interesting to see where he, how we all, how it all fits in. I think it's it'll be an exciting year ahead with someone like that on your side. Um, Griffo, the the origin's going to Townsville, mate. It's it is Shane. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with it. No. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that it does give Queensland. The massive advantage, which we've never seen before that I can recall, where one state had the first two games of a series at home. Yeah, that's what I was um, going to bring up. Yeah, look, at face value, you think that's not fair. And, and there's a lot of argument to say that it's not fair. But these are extraordinary times yet again. Um my initial thought when this was all going down in, in Melbourne was, why don't they just swap the, you know, the Melbourne game and the Sydney game, say, mm. you know, yeah. um, play Sydney on, on uh, June the 9th uh, and play Melbourne on July the whatever it is, because I've got no doubt that, you know, Melbourne would be up and running by then. Uh, but you know who I, I, you know, I mean that's just my opinion you hope but, so <laughs> and you know again um, you know it, it's, it could be really naive of me to think that but um, but also you know there may be problems with scheduling and all this sort of mm. stuff mm. Um, yeah I, I, that was my initial thought why don't you swap the dates like yeah I, but, yeah I don't you know, again that's my you know possible naivety of um, but they got Townsville up and running pretty quick, didn't they? Really? Yeah. Um, so, look, to give people so. to give people a bit of background on how Townsville actually got it, um, when it, when the NRL put the red pen through Melbourne just purely because of COVID, and it was a good call because nothing's going to happen until no. they nothing's going to happen. There was no way, shape, or form they could get that game running up there. So um, the NRL put it out there. The Queensland government with the Townsville LGA have paid $8.3 million to host the event. Uh, interestingly enough, Stuart Ayres, um, the government spokesperson, called it silly money. Like the, the, the New South Wales government spokesperson, when asked why didn't New South Wales put a bid in, he said $8.3 million is silly money. We, would, we, wouldn't, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't offer that kind of money to host another origin, which I think is really interesting because... 
I would have thought a place like Bank West, it, it would have been absolutely electric. But anyway, so yeah, um, the Townsville government, uh, along with the Queensland, they've offered $8.3 million. The, the uh, NRL said yes, so that's where they get the hosting rights. A lot of people were talking about Canberra. Uh, while I was in Canberra, put up as a possible option. Uh, in, in, in essence, uh, Peter Volandis and the ARL actually got together and, and sort of drew exclusion zones um, where Canberra was just too close to what they see as, as it was too close to, to a potential outbreak. No, it's not far so, from the big merino. No, you know. no, no, that's, that's, yeah. The big merino's losing its fleece, I believe, at the right. moment. That's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, that, 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 that part of the world and south and south coast, Jervis Bay, Vincentia, uh, Himes Beach, they're, yes, they're all getting tested right now. Um, so Volandis wanted it somewhere well and truly away from any issues and I suppose if you you, know, you might as well go north if you can't go south so yeah and 8.3 million dollars and good on them they put the bid up they've got a new stadium up there so it looks like um, it looks like they're they're going to host that and and hopefully um, they'll do they'll do a good job uh, which will be good to see um, Shane just on that like yeah. I think while you're going to probably have 99% of the crowd wearing maroon and screaming um, for Queensland. I do think on a football field, a sense of, and literally on football field, it mm. actually suits the New South Wales team. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I won't go into that too much, but no, the no, fast no. track it's, it's, with the New South Wales backline, I, I think it, it really, I agree. while it is an away game, um, very much so. I think it actually that fast, dry track really suits the team that New South yep. Wales will put out next week. So um, I was actually. I'm, I'm really uh, hoping that uh, yeah, you know, we we go one up, and I do think we can do. We won't go yeah. into it too much. But no, I no, think I, I was jotting down notes. Benefit New yeah. South Wales. I was jotting down notes for next week, and and one of the things I said, I put a I put a line through was the Dewey football. Like it's going to be a fairly yeah it's going to be a good weather track to play, so um, it, it's going to be yeah it's 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 going to be good to watch and, and thankfully we've been able to hold it. You'd hate for an event like that to have been cancelled. No, absolutely. Um, Don't even contemplate that. No, no. Uh, Tigers fans, uh, watch this space. Uh, a lot of news coming out that looks like behind the scenes, uh, you guys are going to be signing some. Um, People to help bolster the coaching ranks, um, not so much head coach or assistant coaching ranks, but but definitely behind the scenes and recruitment. Uh, one of the names uh, is Brett Kamali, who's already been working with the Tigers, and he it looks like um, since he started there, uh, the players and everyone's been happy. He's one person that's going to stay there. So if you're a Tigers fan, uh, jump online. Um, I'd say they're going to announce that very, very shortly. If they haven't all, if they haven't done so tonight, I think there was a meeting tonight with a press conference. So uh, Tigers fans, go go watch, uh, go to the website because I reckon there might be some info there for you. Um, Sharks are looking to get. Well, they've got Nico Hines. They're also looking to see if they can uh, procure the services of Gus Gould. Now, Gus Gould has come out uh, and said, no, he's sticking with the Warriors. Um, 
So I know, so if you're a Warriors fan and, and you're thinking, well, Gus has been good for the club, um, I've, I've jury's out with me. I've got 50-50 split on that one, but looks like he's going to stay. Um, well, he lives in the Shire. Well, I mean, that's close. Yeah, so it's... It's sort of, I, when I heard it, I thought that's exactly what I thought. I thought, oh, here you go, you know, it makes geographical sense. But he's he's come out and said, no, nah, he's going to stick around. And um, it looks like George Burgess wants back into the NRL. So um, it was. It's interesting to see whether he will. Um, it's interesting to see uh, whether he'll make a comeback. Um, he admits to himself that he hasn't spoken to many people. One club he has been linked to talking to is the Dragons. So Burgess could be back in the NRL. Uh, George, that is, and it, it appears like he's had a bit of a chat with, with the Dragons. So well, um, It's about the right age for a Dragons player. I was <laughs> say, it's, it's getting a bit like that. That's that old dad's army there. They're, so. like, they're like a mature, a mature yeah. rugby league player, well, they, they? <laughs> Remember when they were sponsored by Penfolds? How good would that be? <laughs> like, like the fine oh. line gets better with age. They should go back yeah, to being look, sponsored by Penfolds. I, I think they should be sponsored by Apia, the insurance people yes. for all the 55s, because uh, they do like an older an older league player, don't well, yeah, it? Yeah, uh, they do. So. Um, Congre and Wollongong. Maze so. they haven't cracked out some of the old players. Maze they haven't thrown you know, Ricky Walford a jersey and yeah, ran that number on the wing, you know, just, just when they're cool. shorter players. Uh, interesting during the week that um, Steve Mortimer's diagnosis of dementia has come out and adds further weight to the uh, head knock situation we have in the NRL. Um, Peter Volandis, um and the NRL... Uh, or I should say in the ARL, have come out and said they're not going to comment anymore. Uh, he's one of the greats of the game, more or less admitting that a lot of his uh, health issues now are down to being knocked around in the head a lot. So um, I think... Yeah, that's so really sad. That's, really sad. Yeah, that's so sad. And I think that it's... Um, I think he's very brave to come out and talk about it. And I think at this point in time, when you do look at here's a guy who... You know, I used to listen to him on radio and, and watch him on TV. He's so articulate. It's not as if this is a guy, you know, it's not as if this is a guy who, who couldn't express himself. Uh, he was very art, very articulate man and um, the fact he's got dementia and, and has has basically said due, probably due to all the head knocks, I think, adds more weight to what the NRL are doing regarding head knocks. So if anyone wants to have that argument, I know there's still people around the water cooler talking about it. I think, um, yeah, go online and read some of the stuff on what Steve Warner said over the last uh, few days. And um, it, it has to change your mind. If it doesn't change your mind, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, but it's definitely, I, mine didn't have to be changed. I'm glad they're doing what they're doing. But yeah, I'm um, 100% really ashamed. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, pardon the pun, but it's not really a pun, but it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, 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 it's 100%. Uh, yeah. So, so um, yeah, uh, just a quick couple of Origin things. I know we're going to talk, I know we're going to talk a bit more about Origin, um, but uh, Ponga uh, is out 
uh, for the Queensland. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, Blues today have named a 20th man, and that's Colin Matungi from South Sydney. Uh, that actually brings, I think, South Sydney's tally to eight players, which is, I think, well above what I thought South Sydney would offer. So that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my tidbits. Griffo, uh, with look, Griffo, the chameleon, uh, what's your grab? And and and, and with, with your name staying with G, I think we'll give you the gaff this week as well. Yeah, thanks, Shano. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just stepping in for the captain here. Um, <laughs> I haven't got the circus music or anything. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, at Bluebet Stadium last Saturday afternoon at approximately 3.40 p.m., I saw quite possibly the largest gaff of the season. Now, uh. on a ground where the gentleman had uh, one or two gaffs in the past, um, the full fullback for the Bulldogs, DWZ, did one. He had one of those brain explosions that he is prone to. Um, the Bulldogs put up a fabulous fight in that game, and credit to them. Um, they really did. Uh, they were in the game on, on the scoreboard at four 0 and no one saw that. You know, Penrith had been blowing teams off the park. But with only, I think it was seconds left, might have been in the last minute of the half, DWZ picks up the ball uh, from a kick, runs to the defensive line, and throws an offload to Spencer Lenu, who was on the other team, Spencer Lenu nearly fell over. He couldn't believe his... He turns around and then he's got to run about 10, 15 metres to go across the line. I think... I, I thought Spencer Lenu... I thought he stopped thinking, waiting for a whistle or something. He I, was. I, I, he, I don't I think he honestly myself. thought that the he ball... He hesitated. He did. He was like, he do I get it? And it was like, even when he went over the trial line, he sort of put the ball down and looked back as if to say... Is this a joke? Like, is something going on here? No, it's no joke. DWZ. Oh, look. We've talked about DWZ previously. He gives 100%. Absolutely gives everything. But he leaves his brain in the dressing room sometimes. Yeah. Um, Ah. I don't want to. I don't want to lay the boot in too much, um, but look, that was a gaff of. Well, it was the gaff of the year, as far as I'm concerned. There was nothing to be gained. There was no. like seconds on the clock. Take the tackle. The, You'd the, be cheering yeah, at half time. Exactly. Exactly. They're like what well, was about twenty meters out from the line. They might have had one or two tackles up their sleeve, and he's thrown an offload to the opposition. Yeah, it's not... I don't understand it. It's not I as if any... I don't think the 
he understands it. No, and it's not as it's if the they've art done of character. It's not as if that's their prime scoring region, you know. DWZ no. offload in their own ten. They're going to go run ninety meters. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I, I, I can't say I was in disbelief because, like I said, it's it's not unexpected, but uh, it was quite amusing. Yes, quite amusing. But right. anyway, look. Uh, as I said, uh, the guy gives his absolute hundred percent, but just use your brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I, you know, I can go back into a previous podcast and and cut and paste in what I thought of DWZ. Yeah. Uh, that, he has a... He, he, he gives his, his all. Oh, he does. Just, but why doesn't he use his brain? I, I, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I got, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was game over from there, really. Yeah. Oh. You, you, if you're a Bulldogs player and you've worked your backside off in that first yeah. half. That's the frustration of it. And you, you think, okay, we're going into the sheds at 4-0. That's not a bad result. And then it's 10-0. And realistically. At 4-0, like the... 4-0, the, they're in the game. The discussion was, hey, just look. Just keep playing like this. We're going okay. Yeah. Yeah. What was your grab, Griff? Mm. Well, same game. Round about the same spot where DWZ threw a uh, threw an offload. I don't know if he goes down for a try assist. By the way, I don't know if they count that when the other team scores. But in the second half. Uh, I think the Bulldogs had the ball, actually. Uh, went out wide, ball went to the ground. Anyway, it ended up in the hands of Matt Burton, who ran down field a little, gave the ball to Brian Toto, who um, made several, uh, well, he probably made 30, 30 40-meter run, bumped off the number, got past a few, threw a speculator out, which was picked up, uh, I think above his head by Matt Burton. He went forward a little bit, Matt beat so many throws, an absolute speculator uh, over, you know, something over there. And out of nowhere, seemingly, uh, comes Stephen Crichton, who took the ball, beat one or two, and went over for what, you know, what I, I looked at the time, uh, the venue was the Harlem Globetrotters. I might have even been called that. Um, on the coverage when I saw the highlights, uh, but it was yeah, it was a team who at that stage you know had certainly had the ascendancy, but it was exciting. Um, it was a team who know that there's going to be someone there, you know that someone's going to be there. I'm going to throw this speculator. Yeah, we're we're leading. We're not going to lose, even if it goes wrong. But yeah, there was someone there, and yep. there was someone else there, and then there was someone else there. And really, realistically, none of those passes you'd think, you know, were what what you'd say a 
a regulation type passes. They were all speculators, but it was exciting to watch. And uh, in that grabbed my eye at the time. Special mention also um, to a similar type of try in that I think the ball went to ground. Um, this was uh, the Warriors and the Cowboys picked up by, um, you know, this immense talent, Reese Walsh, who sprinted uh, probably in 90 metres, um, and he was chased down by the balloon. Yes. Um, what a run. Yeah, like the balloon, I believe, is a second row or a front row. Uh, I think uh, if I've got his name wrong, I, I do apologise. Uh, Helium Lukey, is that? Yes, is that, Yes. Okay. So, and we mentioned him the week before. Actually, said watch him. Yeah. So this is Walsh, who's a speedster. Yeah. And um, and the big forward, the balloon, um, chased him all the way. He got him just before the line, and as he tried to take him over the sideline, um, Reese Walsh. Sort of bounced up off the bounced balloon. Bounced off his legs. Yeah, it did. Yeah. He bounced off the balloon and uh, was able to get his hand out and go over the line. He almost got it him in the touch. Almost. It was. That was. It was so exciting. Yeah, it was a good um, effort. So yeah, like you know, I've got the the globe trotters of, of the Panthers try, but I tell you what, that second that other one um, was a very yep. close, uh, a very close second. Yep. Um, credit to both Reese Walsh and the balloon, um, and uh, exciting things. And that's what we're seeing in 2021. We're seeing a lot of exciting rugby league yep. um, as a result, in part at least, of those rule changes. Yeah, that, you know, nah, they've been, been a little bit controversial, but I've, I've been really supportive. No, nah, nah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. Um, Griffo's grab and... And also the 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 uh, gaff moving forward. State of origin, Griffo. I just want to get your thoughts on the New South Wales side for those people who have been living under a rock and don't know who's playing for New South Wales. I'll just quickly go through the team. Number one at fullback is James Tedesco. At number two on the wing is Brian To'o. Our number three in the centres is Latrell Mitchell. He's joined on the other side, centre by Jake Trebojevic, and. Rounding out the wing three-quarter position is Josh. Well, there might have been Tommy out in the centres. Tom. Did I say Did I say Tom? Oh, I think Tom. I said Jake, but that's oh, sorry. okay. They're, they're very I'm close sure, to I'm sure Jake could be there too, yeah. but it's going to be Tom. Oh, look, he'll do a great job it's, in it's the centres. Not as good as, uh, as Tommy Turbo. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely going to be Tom, and the wing three-quarter is going to be Josh Adokar. I think I went too far ahead and it all melded together. In the halves, we have Jerome Luai with Nathan Cleary. One bookend is Daniel Sosiafidi. In the middle of that bookend is Damian Cook and Jake Trevojevic is the other bookend. Uh, in the second row, we have Cameron Murray. And what I think is a bit of a, um, a bit of a surprise pick in Tark Sims. Locking the scrum, not that they do that much anymore, is Isaiah Yo. In number 14, as no doubt the utility is Jack White. In number 15, Junior Paulo. Uh, number 16, I hope he is for the Queenslands. That's Payne Haas. And 17, Liam Martin. Number 18 named is Api Corusau. 19, Campbell Graham. And as we said today, Keaton Kolomatungi is going to be number 20. Griffo, 
Do you like the side? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, we, we talked about last week, I think we, we named our sides again after uh, an initial naming a few weeks ago and then a lot of suspensions, injuries and whatnot. Um, the back line was what, what we did suggest. Yep. Um, from one to seven. The forwards, pretty similar to what we um, what we were suggesting. What do you think about Tark um, Sims? Yeah, look. Tarek, Tark, Tarek Sims. Yeah, no, look, um, Tarek, at his best, he's, he's, he's really good. Uh, he's been okay for the Dragons this year. Um, he's a guy who probably hasn't played as many Origin games as we might have thought, you know, say... Uh-huh seven, eight years ago, maybe a bit more than that, when he was playing at the Cowboys. And he, he was at the peak of his powers back then, but injury yes. robbed him a couple of times of, uh, of state of origin. I think he's played maybe one or two games. Yep. Didn't let the Blues down. And I don't think he'll let the Blues down up in Townsville. He, you know, he, he spent some time at the Cowboys. Um, I think he's going to be... Uh, he's going to be throwing everything in that he's got. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see next Wednesday night how well he goes. Um, reality is he might not be there had of the likes of uh, Angus Crichton, Victor Radley, Tyson Frizzell being yeah. available, but they're not. So he's got an opportunity. And the reality is... <clears throat> This is game one. If the Blues go up there and win, you can't see that, uh, you know, things will change. Uh, yeah. If they can get a win, you think Freddie would be pretty much pick and stick if, you know, from a winning team. Yeah. So great opportunity for Tarek Sims. And as I said, <clears throat> when he was, um, you know, looking like he was going to be an origin mainstay, ear injuries stepped in at least twice. Um he had some horrible injuries, so uh, good luck to him. Now, he's, you know, he certainly deserved to be a, an Origin player uh, of many games, but injury crueled it. But now he's got an opportunity because others are either injured or suspended. So I wish him well. We both had uh, uh, Isaiah Yo and, and Cameron Murray in the back row. Yep. Tevita Pangai uh, Jr. missing out? <clears throat> yeah. I, he had to he had to come up with the goods last weekend. We said that, didn't we? Um, he had to go back to back. He was really good against the Roosters. Yeah, but we didn't see too much of him last week against uh, well, the team that smashed them. Who was that last he, week? Was he, it Melbourne? Or? Melbourne smashed him on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. He was found wanting. Um, yeah, so that's the thing with with Tavita Pangai Junior. That he can be destructive. But he's not consistent. He's no. not out of the reckoning. You know, like, he's got another game. The Broncos play this week. Puts himself up there in the frame. Should anything happen, whether it be a lack of uh, form of the New South Wales back rowers or injuries again step in. We know there'll be changes through the series. Yeah. Through injury, suspension, what have you. Um, so he's got another opportunity to shine 
um, this weekend. And if he does that, well, you know, he's, he's a chance. But the reality is he's down the pecking order because, as you said, uh, Kalou Matongi, whose side yeah. does have a bye this week, and maybe that was a, a factor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, we expect to see Angus Crichton back for game two. Yes. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? If they go up there and lose, and lose badly, well, you think there's going to be some changes. So There has to be. All he can do, he can do is play well. That's it. That's right. Yeah. Play well and put yourself in the mix. And um, yeah. yeah. As for up front, Shane, um, we didn't really expect to see Jake Trebojevic in the front row, but I don't mind it. No, as a bookend, I don't, I I don't, don't mind, mind it either. I, um, I don't mind it at all. I prefer him to be there in the middle than, than getting in the way of the back line. Yep. As we saw last time. We saw year. that last time. I don't want to see that again. Um, the back line just didn't see enough ball because there was an extra pair of hands it had to go through to get there. You got you got Cleary and Luai. Just give him the ball. Yeah, he got you a bit. Need. He got a bit mixed up. Like it was like he wanted to play centre. Well, I don't know. Was he under instructions to do that? No, I don't know. He just got I just away. know it didn't flow. And he and he made he didn't make many meters either. From memory. Well, that's because he thought it was a 5-8. That's right, yeah. So. Um, okay, so look, what we do know about Jake Trebojevic, he's got one of the best tackle techniques in, yeah. the, in the NRL. Yeah. He's going to be in the middle. He's going to be tackling. Yeah. That's where we want to see him. That's we what... want to see him dropping these Queenslanders, yep. um, carting the ball up. Okay, he's not a battering ram. He's not, he's not big enough for that. But he'll get, he'll get some work done. And, yeah. um, you know, we might even see that uh, because they do have – two big boppers on the bench in Junior Paulo and Payne Ars. we might see that uh, when one of those guys comes on, we might see Jake Turbo, for, say for a Tarek Sims, for example, Jake Turbo might go what, yes. drop back into the back row. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Defensively. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Safiti was outstanding last weekend Yes, uh, for Newcastle. And um, look, reality was he probably would have been picked anyway, but he certainly confirmed yeah. Yeah, um, he's been he's been good for New South Wales for a few years, so that's not unexpected. He's uh, got some Cook defensive forwards. The forwards Sorry. pack looks really defensive. Like it looks like they are a really strong tackling football side. Well, you hope so, Shane, because um, because the, the Queenslanders, you probably think have got got the edge uh, in the forwards. Mm. Um, our, I, th- I think our big meter, or Safiti's a meter eater. Yeah. But in Haas and, and also Junior Paulo, that's a strength. And, that's it. and two of those guys, are, you know, according to the numbers, are starting from the bench. Um, it might not have been the way I've gone. I would have gone, but uh, I probably would have more, probably paid our start in the game. Yeah. But we'll see how they go. Griffo, I interrupted you there. Damien Cook. Yeah, Damien Cook deserves his spot. He was good last week. Um, that, yeah, he was. Two seconds in, he scores that try yeah, yeah. from the back of the scrum, um, and he just drove South Sydney around and tackled. Yeah. He he definitely uh, put to bed the demons of the week before. Yeah. With, with Damien Cook, you want to see him running. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's got he's got a number of players in that loose forwards pack who should allow him 
um, some space who could play the ball and uh, and go from there. Yeah. Because um, if Cook's on his game, that brings guys like Tedesco, Tommy Turbo, Luttrell, um, that really brings them into yeah. the game. So Marianne, it's crucial. Murray and Yo, they're two of the fastest. Yeah, they're, they're the, 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 the guys they're the two guys that when the ball gets yeah. them and they're playing yeah. the balls, it's going to be paramount. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the Origin team, Griff. Um, what we're going to do next is go through our report card, being teachers. Oh, sorry, Shane. One, one other thing. I, I'm sorry. Before yeah. a couple of other things, actually. Firstly, Liam Martin, really happy. Yes, really most happy definitely. Him on the bench. I think, I, we, I think he's 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 purpose built for this type of yep. football. We said he's he's, um, he's not the biggest guy. We'll give you hundred percent. He's very mobile. Don't take a backward step. Um, and uh, I, I really look forward to see him come and inject a whole heap of energy when he comes off the bench. Yep. Api Corisau, uh, it's 18th man. Uh, as a Panthers fan, you know, I'm, I've got mixed emotions about that. I'm happy for Api um, that he's, he's thereabouts. And, and obviously, if, if something happens to Damien Cook, so for example... Uh, something illegal, uh, New South Wales can, can throw Appy straight in. So that's that's good for New South Wales. Um, the fact that more than likely he's not going to play, yeah, he's ruled out of, of the game Friday. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a slight concern, but the greater good is the state of New South Wales. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Appy. He will, uh, he will play many, many more games than... A lot of other clubs in the NRL this year, so um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> don't worry, he'll play a lot more. Um, so yeah, even with Origin, and if he was out for those three games, he'll probably play one more game. Uh, he'll probably play one more game than most people from people from the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, so look, looking at the uh, looking at the teams um, at the halfway point of the competition. We thought we'd do as we always do, and that is give them a report card um, of where they're at, um, well, where we think they're at. Um, there'll be some no-brainers here. Uh, some, some could be a little interesting. Um, some will be beige, very bland. They're going to get C's, but but definitely, um, definitely, it's going to be very, um, it's going to be very interesting. We'll start with the top, Penrith. A plus Griff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are the ducks of the class. Yeah, I, you, you know, 12 games, 12 victories. Um, majority of those have been convincing. Yeah. Majority of the games, to be fair, have been against, I guess you could say, also rounds. But. The way Penrith have played, pretty much, pretty much every team's look like also runs. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I can't think of a team that really. Melbourne obviously challenged them. Then that went right, literally went right down to the wire. Um, the Broncos challenged them in one of the games where the Broncos played really well. Yeah. Um, man, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think. I think. Unfortunately, Origin's going to annoy Penrith. Um, more than anything, but whatever happens in this Origin series, they're going to come out the other end 
a more experienced side because people like Luai are going to have origin experience. Isaiah Yo, um, Cleary's been there, we know, and and, and for the other side, um, you know, it's they are a very classy outfit. Martin's going to get the experience. Yeah. So I, I think whilst origin could mean that they might lose one or two, they may not lose any. Um, I think in actual fact, this will make them a far more complete rugby league side. So, uh, yeah. Melbourne Storm, Griff, what are you giving them? A. Yeah, I've got an A. I think they've been great. I, I They've been fantastic. They've done what... Yeah, it's... It's amazing. Like, you can talk about teams on paper. Um, Melbourne doesn't have that. There's no such thing with Melbourne as a team on paper. If you throw on a Melbourne jersey, you are very good. And they just they just astound me as a football club. You know, when you think that, that they've got a few injuries and all of a sudden this young kid comes through and, and bang. He plays as if he's he's been in it's his third or fourth season, and then they get people they they turn people into football players, and not only football players, they turn them into absolute brilliant players, like very very solid players. There's the the thing I love about the Storm is is that their one to seventeen would get a gig in most, if not any other club. They're at that I. I love their work. I really do. Um, Parramatta Eels, Griff, what are you giving them? B. Yeah, I've got a B. I, I was, I, I, not that I'm doing pluses or minuses, but it, it's, it's, it's a solid B when I look at what, yeah, I think, I think I look at where they're at. Um, they're, they've got to do what they, yeah, they've, last year, they hit a hole. They can't do it that did. this year. They've got to. They've got to be very solid. Two weeks ago, Shane, they were an A. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last when I watch, I look. I've got to be honest. I was actually a bit nervous last week. Um, I was a bit nervous last week, given what South Sydney dished up. And then when Cook scored from from the back of the scrum. And their defence down that, I know South Sydney's left edge, def, defensive right, is is electric. But there were players that were nowhere to be seen. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. They're a B, but geez, they could go on the slide. Yeah, um, I'm a bit concerned. If I was a Paris supporter, about the last two weeks. Yes. They're up oh, against yeah. good opposition, don't get me wrong. Uh, the Mountainly Seagulls and the South Sydney Rabbitals. But uh, the way in which they lost those games, they really, um, while they put up a fight against Manly, um, unfortunately, Mar Foxtel uh, decided uh, last week to dip out of the, the game. South were on top at the time, but... Um, I've got uh, Foxtel Play or something. It's an internet-based yeah. thing, and it uh, decided it wasn't going to work. Um, spent a lot of time waiting for the uh, on the phone to see what was going on. When eventually I got on, they told me, uh, "No, it's uh, no, it's not just you. It's all 
Foxtel Go, Foxtel Play, Foxtel whatever, all not working. So Foxtel uh, No Show. It was, um, which I was disappointed about because I made the decision. I'm not going out Saturday night. I was tired, but I thought, oh, no, I'll stay on and watch the footy. But then it just didn't happen. And then I didn't see the the game after either. It was, it was, it was a no-go. But anyway, um, I saw the highlights. It was South had pretty much had the game won. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were good. But, yeah, there's, there's worrying signs for Parramatta. Um, as good as they were for most of the year, are we going to see a repeat of what we've seen over the last few years where, yeah, they're up there. But then, um, you know, when the whips are cracking, then it's, it's yeah. Parramatta. We just sort of disappear off the off the stage pretty quickly. Parramatta That's, fans have every right to be cranky with me because honestly, I thought, oh, have they really played that well? Then you look at it, they're 9-3. and three. Yeah, well, that's the, the like, record's you know, like, great. Far out, you know. You just go, wow, 9-3. and three. Um, Yeah. Now, I think we were saying that today regarding our next team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Griff. What are you giving the bunnies? I'll give them a B as well. Um, again, we've focused on the, on the losses over the last few weeks. There's been a lot of media about how they got pounded by 50, two games. Mm. No team's ever, you know, had 50 scored against them and, and won the comp. I, I think, well, that is a fact, but I think means, doing it means nothing. means yeah. nothing. Because it's a different game these days. And um, while there might be a few scars when they do come up against the Panthers and the Storm, I don't think they'll, I, I think it'll be count for nothing when you start at nil all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we've seen South Sydney last year. I think you mentioned at this time last year they were six and six. No, so six and six, eighth position. Yeah. No, then we saw them go on a run. Yeah. Where they were, they just absolutely run riot. Yeah. Um, including the the record win over the Roosters when the Roosters were still pretty good. Um. I don't discount South Sydney as a as a yeah. premiership contender at all based yeah. on, you know, yes, they got pumped in a couple of games, but it's not going to worry them. No. And I it's think, not going to worry them. Uh, this is going to sound ridiculous. But if you're going to get pumped, you're probably better off getting pumped at the start of the season when it becomes, Absolutely. It becomes a distant memory. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I suppose they're a bit... Someone said, "Can you find an analogy for South Sydney?" That a bit like lamb at the moment, you know, like like lamb is a is a is a is a is a, is a very good meat, it's premier meat, one of the best. It tastes sensational. It, it's it's outstanding. Uh, sheep themselves can be a bit dumb and lie down and just go to water when anything goes wrong. That's South Sydney in defence at times. They can just go to water, and I gave them a B purely because you're nine yeah. and three. It, it'd be you know, it'd be horrendous of me to give them any, anything else. Well, Shane, you look at those three losses, two of them against the Melbourne Storm and one against the Penguin Yeah, Panthers. that's exactly right. And it's, I suppose 100 points cover two of those losses. So, But anyway, yeah. um, it's it's definitely the way forward for South and they're going to look. They've got Origin Series where 
like I said, if they're going to keep having their same players out, they've got about eight at the moment. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think they've got to buy this week. Uh, one of the Origin games, they play the Cowboys. I think the one after that is, I can't remember, but I think it's the Dogs they play the week after. So I think they can, they can beat the Dogs. So yeah, they can beat the Origin dogs. Stars. I, I just can't remember what the next one is without the Origin Stars. Anyway, Roosters, Griff. B. B, I'm a B as well. I, I think with their injuries, they've done a very, very good job. They've done a great job. Yeah. Yeah, they've... they've They've unearthed the talent, which is always good. They've, when people are questioning just how good they are, last week I thought they they silenced the critics very well. I thought that, um, yeah, I, I I think they're a B, and and I'm not. Do I think they can win the comp? No. They can be some significant nuisance factor though. They play well. With Tedesco around the back, um, Crichton, they've they've still got talent. They've, they've got Walker, who they've unearthed. Uh, you know, Tupu, uh, Sawali, whatever. You know, if he plays, they've got some people that could do some things. And 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 a, above all, they've got a very good coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know. Other teams, if you if you took the number of players out, high quality players out of a team that the Roosters have lost, there'd be you know, there's no way they'd have eight eight wins from the season. But they'd, they'd be the Raiders. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, like it's as simple as that. Like there's yeah, a significant, I mean, that's one that's one example of a team that can't cope. But we'll talk about them in a minute. Is it, is it, they are, along with the Melbourne Storm, the, the ultimate professional club. Yes, yeah, they, and I've got to say, I'm, I'm very pleasingly, that Panthers are on the way to that sort of status as well. Um, they're not quite there yet. They've got winner comp. Um, uh, but they are one of the premier clubs, without doubt now. You look um, at that top four, you look at that top four, and there are teams that just seem to be in recent memory over the last three, four years consistently in that top. Yeah. And yeah, and that's when you know you you got a football club, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And like you um, said, I think the Roosters have always been there. And yeah, I agree. I think the Penrith Panthers will be there for years to come as well. Yeah, it's not all that long ago that the start of, uh, I think it was 2019, when before the, the ball was, was kicked off and we, we had that, the uh, the video incident with the young lady um, and a number yeah. of Panthers players, which, when you, it destroyed their season. Yeah, you won't get that. Um, they never recovered from that, really. They eventually got themselves into the eight. They, they had some narrow wins and they played poor all year. They ended up dropping out of the eight. Um, they didn't make it. But uh, so that was Cleary's first season back. And it was not a good season for the Panthers. But since that time, it's been 100% professional. And we don't hear, you know, of any uh, 
any any problems with no. the players, and there's no off-field incidents. It's just professional. It is like the Roosters, yep. like the Storm, and and you know also pretty much like the Rabbitohs as well. This is yeah. a professional club. They are. They they who conduct themselves in a professional yeah. way. It's, and we see it flows onto the field. We've always said that. Um, we've always said that. Um, yeah, we've always said that. Um, we've always said that these teams, they, you know, the difference between the good teams and the bad teams quite often is what happens behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. One club that behind the scenes have fixed themselves up this year and, and are really happy with what's happened, especially in the last five weeks, is the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Griffo, what's the Sea Eagles get? It's C for Sea Eagle, mate. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah. You can throw in a little plus if you like, but um, they, had a, they had a setback last weekend. Um, I thought they were ordinary. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I thought the guy they really missed was, was Schuster. Yes, um, yes. I did not expect them to lose that game, um, but lose they did. Yep. They were high-flying. Um, they're still in, in sixth position, which if you look back to where they were after four rounds, yeah. where I think they were 0-4 and, and playing dreadfully. They were awful. Yeah. Um, it's been a, it was a meteoric rise. So they've won six of their last eight. Um, obviously, if, you know, uh, if six out of eight equates to better than a C, but then they had those four losses at the start. So, yeah, I've, I've still got my C. You've only won as many games as you've lost. Yes. Um, and I think yeah, for but me... They're on, I, still think, I still think they're on the rise. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a few bad habits from the first few games sneak into their sneak into their um into their play last week so I've got them a C as well we're, we're going alright Griff we're, we're yeah our, our marking's on point uh, the Cowboys so. Griffo I've got a C as, I've got a C for the Cowboys what have you yeah, got a C for Cowboys yeah um, yep. again this team started the year dreadfully I think again they were all in four as well and they were awful they were awful. And that first game of the year uh, at, uh, at Blue Bet, uh, <laughs> I thought this is, this is really the worst I've well, seen from a, from a visiting team for a long time. Um, the scoreboard didn't blow out because while Panthers controlled the game, they didn't really, you know, they didn't really put the Cowboys away. Um, but, you know, I walked away thinking, yeah, I'll take that every day of the week, 24-0. But... Um, it was more about how badly the Cowboys played than how well Penrith played that night. Can I can I go on from that, Griff? I thought against Penrith they were always going to struggle. For me, it was the next two games. Um, the, for memory, they played the Dragons, and the Dragons won. Uh, the Dragons won by a nod number 25-18 and then got pumped by the Titans 44-8 from memory. Like it was a big belting. And for me, it was it was those two games where I went, okay, lose to Penrith, can get that. Penrith are a brilliant side, twenty four against them. When when those two when they played the Dragons, who were not great, 
and then got pumped by the Titans, I thought, oh, geez, this is going to be a long, long season up north. Yeah, they seemed to be in turmoil at that stage as well. Yeah. You know, the coach came out and criticised um, their captain and, and their best player in Jason Tamalolo and um, publicly criticised him, which, you know, what people thought that was a bad idea. Then we had Tal Malolo break one hand and Tal Malolo break the other hand. Jim could, could be yeah. you know, perfectly uh, innocent, <laughs> but I, I thought he, he, you know, he hit one door one week and he hit another door another yeah. week, and I might be completely wrong. Can but, I, uh, yeah, I agree. But on that, can I give a merit card to Todd Payton? Absolutely. I think, I think he walked into an absolute crap storm I think he'd walked into it flying left, right, and center around the around the dressing room. We know that the culture up there was toxic. He's now got this side in half a year in the eight, doing some decent things. Like then they're, they're uh, not, uh, playing good rugby league. Yeah, they're they're humming. Yeah, he got rid of uh, Maguire. Interestingly, Maguire was sort of that was almost the, the turning point, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you got to give credit where it's due. 100%. Again, like, like the Sea Eagles, 0 and 4, then um, 6 and 8, 6, 6 and 2 from the next eight games. Playing some solid footy. They're playing good football. And um, Val Holmes is, is yeah, also leading. He's back, he's back to being he's, Val Holmes. He's very um, he was. Geez, he's done some very good things the last few weeks. He has. Um, and, uh, you know, he had a, I thought, I thought he had a, Pretty poor year last year, to be honest. He didn't start the year well this year. I thought uh, after the start of this year, I started to question whether, you know, whether he should be back. I, I, yeah. I thought, you know, when some people leave and they just can't find the mojo again, I honestly thought yeah. that was him. But, but so, yeah, he's back and he, he's Good. back to his best and, and combined with. Scott Drinkwater, who's been outstanding. Yes. Um, and I, I can claim, Shane, I can claim a scoop. Yes, you can. Uh, because uh, you said he, he did you... sign the two-year contract. And you heard it I, here first. I, I'm likely never to have another scoop. No, in you all, heard it here first. All of the future of Carpool Rugby League. Fantastic um, work. Rick. But I, I can claim one scoop. That's fantastic. Uh, and that being the re-signing of Scott Drinkwater before... For it was uh, out there in in, uh, in the general media. So, um, well done him. Well done Cowboys. And uh, the future looks pretty good. Most definitely does. In saying that, um, Jake Clifford, who, who returned to the team a few weeks back with the injury to Hampton, has been really good for him. And... They, the deal was done to for him to go to the Knights. And he's probably thinking, gee, why, why did I agree to that? You know, yeah. like, yeah, I, 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 this team that I'm playing in is playing really well and looks bound for the top eight. And he was part of it. He's a local North Queensland lad, as far as I'm aware. And, um, you know, he was... He's, he, he was not in the side there for a while and his form at the start of the year wasn't good, but he's come good and unfortunately for him, he's got a goal. 
Yep. And I'm sure that he would have loved after his return to form and return to the team to be able to see this year out. But the deal was done. Yeah. And he he's he's uh he's heading to the night. That's it. Interesting to see what effect is that going to have on the Cowboys as well. Yes. Yeah. Because they were humming along. Hundred percent. And all of a sudden, um, your halfback's gone. Yep. One hundred. And I believe that Dearden's on his way there or is there, but from what we've seen from Tom Dearden, um, yeah, there's a question mark on that, really, because while he's been touted as 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 a as an excellent player, yeah, there's been no evidence that I've seen on on the football field in in the NRL to suggest that he is as good as uh, as the hype that was around him uh, early on. He's a bit and, like and, a truffle. Know, he, like I've heard, I've heard they taste nice, but I wouldn't have a bloody clue. Okay, well, there it is, the truffle. He could be the truffle. He's got a truffle up to Townsville. That's right. He could be the truffle. But, uh, look, you mentioned your scoop earlier, and a team that often needs a scoop to get themselves out of poo is the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They're in the eight with a under 50% um, scorecard. Griffo, what have you given them? I've got a C, Shane. Yeah, I've I've got a um, scrape. It's one of those seas that you know might have a little uh, dash beside it. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, I've got um, I've got them scraping a C. That there's I, I I reflected on some games where I thought yeah they played some good football and geez I've also seen them they're about look they're just under halfway there they're 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 sound. They were four and one Shane after yeah. five rounds. Yeah, and they've, they've in the last uh, in the, the last wheels, seven rounds they're one and six. The wheels have fallen off. Well, they have. Um, some by some miracle they're still in the top eight. I've never was... seen a top eight before where, and I don't know what exact maths, but I think it's around about forty percent. I guess there's some crap behind them. Yeah. Yeah, there is. <laughs> like, um, you know, like there's... But realistically, I thought these guys would win the wooden spoon before True. the season yeah. kicked off. And they that's, won't I, win I the wooden thought spoon. the same thing. They will not win the wooden spoon because there's no, no way that the Bulldogs are going to win that many games. The Bulldogs would have to go on a winning streak of yeah. two. I, I can't see the Dragons winning too many more games, but they'll do enough <laughs> to, you know, look. Yeah. I can't see him making the eight. Um, I think they're going to drop out there. DeBellin coming back is a bonus, obviously. Well, yes. Um, Didn't mention but that. I, ju- I just back. don't. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a, you know, it, it's, yeah. it is what it is. He's, yeah. Jack's back. He is back. Um, he's, he was a, a guy who was one of the elite players. He, he um, before, Whatever happened or didn't happen, um, but the reality is that uh, he's been out of the game for a couple of years. Um, if he can recapture what he what he was showing before that time, that really gives the Dragons a boost that that they definitely need at the moment because um, <coughs> they're they're struggling, um, but they are in the eight. And it's, 
you know, if if something happened, let's say, you know, the, the season got wiped out for the next three months, and said, oh, sorry, boys, uh, you know, um, we've got wiped the next, you know, we're not going to play again, let's go open up with the semis, Dragons are in. Yeah. But that's the only way they're going to be in, because yeah. they, they've been uh, on, a, on a downhill slide for a little while, though it hasn't affected their position on the ladder as uh, quite as much as, as you'd think. Five wins from 12 games should never be in a finals uh, situation. No. But the, it is at the moment. With the minus, um, with the minus for and against, by the way. A team that is 21 points on for and against, worse off, but are on the same dealio, is the Warriors. Griffo, it was easier for me to give the Warriors a C than it was the Dragons. Yeah. Um, what did you give them? I give them a C. Um, they've had some really good games. They've had a lot of games that they've lost by small margins, including last weekend, when I think they should have won. When they, they were down by a long way, they got six in front. And I was sitting there watching about five, six minutes to go I'm thinking Warriors kick a drop goal. Um, what were they doing? They went sideways. I don't know, mate. I they went know, sideways and then the... I tipped them, them, so I wanted them to oh, win. I thought they were just um, going to slot the field goal and game over. They should have. Val Holmes they is just outstanding. It was yeah, yeah, but it shouldn't have got to that. No, like, no. It they were in been. control. They, yeah, they, they were. They were in control. They had the ball up there. They were just going sideways. It's just... Even if one person had punched a hole in the middle, quick play the ball, giving them something. Yeah. Yeah, look. Um, I had them in the eight at the start of the year. I still think they're, they're a big show of it. I'm going to say that five spots in the top eight are pretty much locked in. The top five that are there. That leaves three spots. Yeah. I think Manley will, will take one of those spots dependent on the whether Tommy Turbo plays. If he plays, they make it. If he doesn't play, they're in trouble. The Cowboys look like a team who are going to make the eight. Um, but again, there's a question mark there about the change of halfback. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's yeah. a question mark on the Cowboys. I'm, I'm thinking the Dragons don't make the eight. Um, I've not put the red pen through them, but I've certainly put the lead pencil. Yeah. There's a spot possible for the Warriors. I think they'll get there. Once Fanua Blake comes back, they'll be a better side as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, if you'd coach Nathan Brown and you look at five and seven, you think, how are we only five and seven? We played yeah. better than that. Yes. There's been a few games where, you know, they're just, again, they're some ill discipline, some silly play. And they don't get two points. So yeah. uh, I do expect that they'll get there, but I'm not certain of it. No. Um, you said you had them at a C, was that right, Shane? I had them at a C, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the Gold Coast Titans. It sure does, mate. What are you giving the Titans, Griff? Well, I've got them at a C. You're nice. But again, it's You're very nice. much at the lower yeah. end of C You're because I've nice. been a little bit disappointed. You're nice. I, I, 
I, this this is our first one we differ, Griff. I'm giving, I'm giving him a D. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think that's fair. Um, they've played some outstanding attacking rugby league, but they've played also some diabolical defensive rugby league. Um, they have been in the eight at various points in the season. Um, they're level on points with the Dragons. It's only on for and against that they dip out. But they themselves would be disappointed with where they sit at the moment because there's games they should have won. There's games they've led. I think it was the Broncos they might have led by 22 nil. Yeah. And went down. They did. Um, they, there's been a few games where they, they were, had big leads and then let it slip away. So they're on a tightrope. Um, again, this was a team I did have in my top eight before the, the season started. But I've got great doubts about whether they go and make it now. Um, yeah. I, they're I... two best players. Well, three best players, I should say. Uh, part of the Maroons lineup, so yeah. that's going to affect them as well. Um, throw in uh, Foot Waker, who's been, who, uh, you know, he's done some good things uh, in recent weeks, and he's, he's, I think, he's in the Maroons as well. So they're missing significant uh, in a team that you know wouldn't say is highly talented from one to seventeen. No, take those guys out. And the origin period uh, could could be a bit of a killer for those well, uh, Gold Coast Titans. I I go back for me. I just go back to they seem to be playing some decent footy, and then all of a sudden they get thumped by Manly. South put forty on them. They go down that game you mentioned, thirty six twenty eight to to the to the Broncos. They come back against the Tigers. The Tigers were awful that day. They they were bad. And then, um, and then, and then the Panthers put them to the sword. They just—they're just so up and down. I just can't find—I just can't find any continuity. They beat the doggies thirty points to twenty, and then of course the Sharks beat them in a game where, on the weekend, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. The Titans. I've got him at a D. I, I'm struggling to see how this side can actually dig themselves out of the hole. They they need their strike powers to start firing, and and they got to find something quick. If they don't find something quick, um, they could be in a lot of trouble. So, they're one of the teams I actually think that um, you know, I had them in the eight. And I don't think that they could. Um, I think that they could be in a bit of trouble. So, the Titans for me, they get a D because I, I and I think they're actually on the downhill trend. Um, a team below them, which times is harder to pick than a broken nose, also on ten points, is the Newcastle Knights. Griffo, what report are we giving the Knights? Well. Uh, if you had have asked me this last week, I'd have a different letter. But yes. I've got to give them, yes. in, in keeping with what I've given other teams on 10 points, I'm giving them a C. Again, it's it's at the lower end of C. Um, 
but they are on the same number of points as, as the team at, num- at eighth position. I've been disappointed with Newcastle. I, I've, I've said a few things over the last few weeks of what I think of them. It's not highly, uh, I don't think highly of them. They have had their problems with injuries, to be fair, with their two key players uh, in uh, Junior Pierce and also Kaelin Ponga missing for large slabs of this this competition. Um, in saying that, they've still got plenty of talent there. And, uh, and I don't think in most cases... You wouldn't say there's too many of the Knights players who, who've been at their best this year. Um, but the reality is they're in with a chance of making the eight. Um, they're not hard hit by state of origin. I think their only uh, guy, well, Ponga is, is, of course, ruled out with injury, but the only guy who's going to take take the field next week is their captain uh, Daniel Sarfiti I don't think there's anyone else there so they're not overly affected by state of origin Um, that might work in their favour I don't know during this period who who they come up against but um, yeah the Knights they're an up and down team and then and to be fair again there's a lot of those sats sort of teams in this competition they're vying for one of those uh six seven eight positions and they're only two points away from position six so um yeah they're in it but gee the, if i was a night supporter i'm not holding out too much hope of making the top eight I'm, I'm thinking Shane you're going to be uh, not speaking uh, in glowing terms no no I actually when I wrote this one down I I, I, I toiled over I gave him a C and I gave him a C I know I gave the Titans a D I think the Titans actually haven't had the problems that Newcastle have had to face so I gave I was a bit easier on them purely because they've had a few injuries, but there's no silver lining for this club at the moment. They're they're a team that's forgotten how to win at times. I, I look I know on the weekend, very good. Like, you know, and maybe maybe they maybe what they did uh, has blurred my judgment in some way, shape, or form. But um. I thought they were solid. Yeah, I. they've got a long way before they look like a top eight side. And then they've got to compete in the eight, which I can't see happening. There's a lot's got to happen in this second half of football for me to start thinking that the Knights are any chance of not only making the eight, but, but giving anything a shake. They're on a minus 85 for and against. They've... Look, it's not as bad as the Cowboys for and against. Granted, Cowboys for and against is minus 87. But um, the problem is behind them, the Tigers and the Sharks actually have a better for and against. So the Tigers and the Sharks, you know, it's 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 quite 
it's quite amazing that if the tigers and sharks can get onto um can get onto ten points, which you know, I, the sharks have the buy and tigers have panthers, so there's you know, as you know, knights have para though. So it's yeah, I I think the knights are a long way from 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 doing anything. Uh, sharks, Griffo, what have you given them on their card? Yeah, D. Um, this is where the D's kick in for me. Yep, D. Um, this was a team that I thought started the year well. Then they sucked their coach, and then uh, they fell to hole. To their credit, they've won their last two games. And I think they're a team that are on the rise. I don't know that they can uh, make the eight. Um, I'm not ruling them out. I had basically ruled them out two weeks ago. I thought they were gone. But they've, uh, they've come up with two good wins, or one win that was over the Dragons, which was a, you know, they scraped a win there. It was neither team was... Yeah, you know, any good that night, but what? someone had to get the points. The one Sharks that, gone. The one that wanted to lose the yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, And then they, um, in a game that I didn't see um, on Sunday, but I saw, I saw, listened to a bit on the radios in the car and saw some of the highlights, and, and they were way too good for the Titans. Blew them off the park, really. Yeah. Yep, good signs there with Moylan and uh, Sean Johnson who would not have played too many games together for the Sharks. There's always one of them either injured or, well, not so much suspended, but certainly injuries have, um, have been a big part of both those guys over the last, uh, well, for Moylan, quite a few years, but just John, Sean Johnson missed the end of last season and he was the, uh, the leading uh, man for try assists until he got injured. He might have even still been the leading man after the competition finished. But um, big, uh, interesting point now is because we know Chad Townsend is, is heading to Townsville. Townsend, Townsville, Towns Dollars. Um, you'd think he may have unless there's some sort of injury, may have played his last game for the Sharks. Yep. Um, and you, you do expect there will be an injury, but it looks like Moylan and Johnson are the, are the halves pairing, unless, you know, there, are, there is injury. Um, but throw in to that mix now, not for 2021, but for next year, Nico Hines. And you'd think they're not going to, they're not going to, have both Moylan and Johnson there next year. Yep. Um, it, it's not going to work financially. Will Kennedy's going nowhere. He's going to be the fullback. He, he's a guy on the rise. You think Nico Hines is set for a number six jersey? So, um, it's it's a question of Moylan or, or Johnson, you would think. Yep. Big questions um, ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever seen Matt Moylan play in seven. No. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that's something of interest. But I know the Sharks, 
they wouldn't have given up on this year making the eight, given that they're, you know, they've had a couple of wins in a row. Um, yeah, but overall, I've got them at a D, Shano. Yeah, I'm the same. They're a D. Nothing more to add, Griff. My next D is the West Tigers for at times dreadful. What have you got? Yeah, this team is a D. Can I give you the shining light, though? There's a couple there, but Dewey. give us your one, Shane. It's also a D. Dewey. D for Dewey? What about yeah. D for Dane Laurie? Dane Laurie, yes, as well. Two yeah. shining lights. They've got a couple, that, don't they? And it's, wow. Yeah, I... The problem with the Tigers, you know when you can't put your finger, there's nothing about the Tigers that excites me. And I just can't, I, I just can't see them. At the end of the year, they're on eight points right now. At the end of the year, will they be on 16? I think they've actually got a long way to go before they get to 16 by the end of the year. But anyway, I, I've got them as a D, Griff. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're a team that, that you just don't know what you're going to get. I do see them as a team that still can make the top eight. Um, while they're only four points out, at their best, I do think they're a team that is a top eight side. In the bottom half of the top eight, they're not a top four side. They just don't put it together enough to make the top eight. And I don't think they will. But they've got the potential there. There's that word in rugby league, potential. Yeah. Um, I will go talk about this week's game soon, but so I'll leave it till then. But um, as a path to support, I'm really concerned that uh, the winning streak may come to an end yep. on Friday night. So we'll leave that conversation for soon. Crap ton of players out doesn't help. Um, no, well, that's the reason, but <laughs> that's that's true. Um, look, my I've got two teams that get an E, and this is one of them: the Raiders. They have underperformed horrendously, in my opinion more so than any other club in the competition. I know that the Dogs have won two points. These guys have won four, and we're being talked about as a top four side. I think they have horrendously underperformed, and they're not only getting beaten now, they're getting belted. I don't think you're going to be as harsh as me, Griff, but I think as far as their form, we're both on the same page. So you give them an E, was it? Shane? Yeah, I gave them an E. Okay. I just thought um, from for the team they've got, for what we thought and what they should be, I. A lot of clubs have excuses. These guys are just abysmal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can. Uh, you might convince me on that actually, but uh, <laughs> I do have a D. They do have four wins. Um, i tell you what so clinched my E. They've won a third of their games. Um, and they beat the Dogs 20 points to 18. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they, they beat the Sharks only because Chad Townsend couldn't kick a, kick a goal. But 
So realistically, they could be two wins. They could be. They could be, but the, the not, reality is not, that yeah. that's that's why I've got my D. Um, nothing that's. I, I can't think of a game where they were convincing. They they did get a few games. They they got a few wins early on in the season, and then they went on a long uh, losing streak till they come up against the Bulldogs and, and only just got over them. Um, and then last week, again, I, unfortunately, because of my my technological problems, I didn't see that game. But they're actually belted by the Roosters. Yeah, and, oh. uh, you know, on the, it was their home game, wasn't it, Shane? Yeah, and they looked awful. They were horrendous. Yeah, and and we said it during last week's podcast. There is a situation in the back room of that club where I don't think many people are happy. I don't think anyone's happy. No. Um, yeah, this this is totally unexpected. We, we, you know, all of us agree that they were a team, one of the elite teams. Uh, I think I had them at maybe fifth, um, where I thought they were going to finish this season. There's no way they're going to get there. No. I can't see them making the eight, to be honest. It's it's not a matter of where they are on the ladder or the number of points they've got. It's just uh, a, a matter of the, they're imploded. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you fix that. Um, there's, yeah, they're just a team that it, uh, it's not one... United uh, voice or one United goal. It's it's uh, factions. It's guys who you know want to leave the club. Girlfriends or wives who you know feel the need to feel into social media and and, and be critical. And that's not that's not a secret for success, really, is it? I mean, it's. No. Um, and and it was unexpected. That's the thing. No one saw this coming. No, I but, didn't. Uh, where does it end? Well, how long can they keep the coach? Uh, yeah, has Ricky has his use bar date been reached? That's the question, and. If they can't, at least in the second half of the year, and I don't think they'll make the eight, but if they can't come up with better than four and eight in the second half of the year, then you'd have to think there's got to be some pressure on the coach. Yeah, um, especially if he's losing the dressing room. Yeah, and it obviously he's lost at least part of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um we're getting into the dregs, as we said. The Broncos, Griffo, there's a part of me that, that thinks they should be better than second last. What are you giving them? Oh, I'll give them a D. Yep. They've won 25% of their games. It's not good enough for this club. Um. They've, they've performed really well in some games. 
against some of the good sides. So as I said earlier, I thought they were really good against the Panthers. Obviously, they were great last week, or the week before last, sorry, against the Roosters. Um, the Panthers, they couldn't get over the top of. The Roosters, they did and won convincingly. I think they had a win against the Bulldogs and they had that come behind, come from behind win against the Titans where they were down 22-0 after probably 15 minutes or so and uh, managed to, to win that game. So there are some positives. Um, on paper, they're better than 15th. Yeah. But games, just simply as we've talked about many times, they're not one on paper. And uh, I, I don't think they're. <laughs> I don't think they've got as many problems at the moment as the Canberra Raiders. No, no. But no. Uh, I, I think twenty twenty two is going to be a year where they start to climb the ladder with with Adam Reynolds going there. Yeah given direction to to these very talented guys that they've got, particularly in the forwards. I do think better things are, are ahead for the Broncos, but if they can uh, you know, if they can go up three or four places in the second half of the year, I think that's as much as we can really yeah. expect from them. I agree. I gave him a D. I look at the Brisbane Broncos, if you take snippets if you take their best 10 minutes from certain games and, and, you know, could grab eight of them, they actually play some very, very good football. Um, yeah, like you, I think they're a good side on paper but just lack total direction. And, you know, Milford the other day, his passing game was horrendous. And I think once all that goes at the end of this year and the injection of Adam Reynolds, they're going to be a far different football side. But... That's next year. We're talking about this year to round out our mid-season report card. Griffo, the Bulldogs. What do we got? Well, there's only one letter, E. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost it's it's almost F. But yeah, E. They they don't look. I I think a lot of the dogs fans and and people associated with the dogs would agree with me here. They don't have the talent in their pool to be able to do a lot. And there are some players like, you know, there, there are still some players who just do not help their cause when you don't have the talent on the park. And then the people on the park who you're meant to be sort of somewhat your marquee players are just aren't playing up to scratch. That that makes it worse. Kyle Flanagan uh, dropped. He you know, he's on about three hundred thousand, so it's not as if he's costing him a lot. But but you know, a lot of people thought he could offer something. Uh, that's been somewhat of a failure. Uh, the club haven't bounced well after that. I, I just think that the yeah, yeah, it's not looking good for the for the for the boys in the blue and white. No, there's 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 been no improvement no. at all. 
No. If anything, they've gone backwards. They've regressed. That that's right. They're an E for me because they've regressed. And uh, right. yeah, they, they, yeah. There's there's not much more you can say about that uh, club other than that they they could be at the end of the year still on two points. So that's the report card, Griffo. There is one thing I want to say um, yeah. about the Bulldogs. They, they do try. Of course, they try. Um, and and they, they they really they tried hard against the Panthers last weekend, but they lack uh, they lack any sort of attacking ability. Um, they got a try. I thought the Panthers were going to keep them to zero, and then in the, like maybe the 78th minute, Moses Leota does a hard tackle for which he's missing a game this week. Um, and then when Penrith, Penrith went to 12 players, the Bulldogs got a consolation try, um, which disappointed me because I, I don't know how many times a team has held another team to zero in two games in a season. Don't know yeah, whether that would have created a new record or not, but um, the Bulldogs did get a try. The Shoop Dog got over for his first try in their RL, and uh, um, and uh, yeah. But before that, they had long periods where they were pinning the Panthers uh, with with repeat sets of six, but just never really threatened to score a try, but. Uh, when, when there was tears earlier in the year when they had a win, while it was understandable and emotional, I just that said to me that this is a club that's got all sorts of problems. When you're tearing up tears of joy because you've won a game, yep, one game, yep, then you know. Uh, that sort of emotion comes out when you win a grand final. Not with them. Or when you win a State of Origin series. Well, who knows? It was almost like a grand final for them, wasn't it? Well, that's it. They won the grand final when they won a game. And then yeah. after that, what happens? Nothing. Yeah. That's that's what really said to me that, yeah, okay, you know, you're emotional. Enjoy that victory. But, gee... You want to win again next week? Can you do it again, please? I don't know. I I can't see him getting to six points to, to, you know, certainly can't see him getting to eight points to go ahead of the Broncos. Four and against is going to be a big issue for him if they were to level with the Broncos because they're, you know, they're minus 226. Broncos minus 154. The Broncos are going to kick ahead. Oh, I, I, I agree, Shane. I don't think the Broncos yeah. are going to stay on six. But They're going to be a long way behind. If They're... worse comes to worse for the Broncos, I don't know that the Bulldogs can can take over where the Broncos currently are. No. Um, so uh, it looks to me like they they've got the spoon. Oh, they've got up. you know one hand on the spoon already. Oh, um, mate, it's. It's in the mixing bowl. They're using it. At the start of the season, I didn't think they were going to go 
that well, but I thought they'd be going better than what they are. I I thought the and, same. I I I thought oh you know they've yeah oh, yeah I don't know I yeah the dogs are they're, they're they are what they are. <laughs> We've said it every yeah. week. They yeah they're not uh, they're not improving in any way, shape, or form. But I think if they were playing in the Super League, they won't be going real well either. To be honest, oh no, they're, 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 and this is the, this is the thing I actually thought about this today. Of the elite competition between the Super League and the NRL, they could be the worst game. They could be the worst team in the comp in any competition. They 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 could really do that. Um, but anyway, Griffo, we've got some football this week. We have. We've got half a, half a round, really. We've got half a round. We've got half a round. And we kick it off this week with... Uh, for the Tyrion Cup. Oh, the Tyrion Lannister Cup. The half a round. Half a round. The Tyrion Lannister Cup. And how interesting that the uh, the Dragons are playing the Broncos. Something he would have, uh, he would know a bit about on both sides of the ledger. There, look the um, the uh, the news coming out of the camp basically is that Dragons for Jack DeBellin is set to play his first game in the NRL since the 2018 final. Uh, he's made his comeback to rugby league last week after uh, playing in the New South Wales Cup. Um, look, he was facing criminal charges and uh, he will be playing for the St. George Illawarra Dragons off the bench. Um, look, Coach Anthony Griffin said he was happy what he saw from, from the 30-year-old um, and they confirmed on Monday night that he'd be picked to play. Um, he will bolster some of the uh, depth with uh, Tarek Sims being called to the New South Wales squad. Um, look, with the Dragons only winning one of their past seven games, um, the Broncos are searching for win number four. Um, they've got to think that they're half a chance. Matt Dufty and Josh Kerr, um, uh, they make uh, timely returns. Um, Ravalawa as well. Yes, so. Ravalawa as well. Um, Dufty back on deck. Cody Ramsey <coughs> shifts from fullback to wing. Uh, Rabalawa return from his uh, second ban of the season. We'll see Pereira drop out of the 17. Um, uh, Braden Willarmy slides into the centres. Jack Bird goes to the back row. Billy Burns has been admitted. Um, so um, Sullivan and Pereira were the two players, of course, that we were um, were cut with the 24-hour kickoff. Um they reckon Zach Lomax is another week away. Uh, halfback Tyson Gamble for the Broncos and prop Matt Lodge return from suspension. Uh, they're a welcome boost for Kevy Waters' side. They've lost Payne Haas and Xavier Oates to Orange in duty. Uh, Xavier Coates, sorry, with Coates out. Um, Selwyn Kobo has been named to make his debut on the wing while Tom Flegger has moved to the front row to cover for Payne Haas. Um, Albert Kelly shifts to halfback, from halfback to 5'8". Sorry, Milford has been dropped again. Um, he couldn't throw a pass last week. Uh, with Alex Glenn's return from a calf tendon tear, suffered in round seven, pushes um, Pelisaya 
to the interchange bench, Copley and Parix or Parry were the two players admitted. Um, look, just a little tidbit that the Broncos have not won at Nestra Jubilee since 1998. Um, when I look at both these sides, uh, Griff, um, I, I see, I, I see an interesting game ahead. One which both, uh, you know, we often say that every club needs to win a game. Uh, we look at these two teams; they do need to win this week. Uh, Griffo, where have you got the winners and losers, and why? Well, if I had a, a twenty cent coin in my on my thumb, Shane, yep, um, and tossed it, that's a, that's about as much as I can uh, say in terms of accurately who I think's going to win this game. That's the way I'm picking them, Griff. I wanted something decent, but I wanted to help. That's basically what I thought, too. It is very absolutely a dead set. set toss of the coin. Yeah, it's a toss of the coin um, for me, too. The players coming back for the Dragons certainly enhance their chances. I'm surprised. I thought Dufty was going to be, it was going to be an extended... Uh, um, yep. out from injury, but I think he's only missed a couple of games. Um, a guy who was on the outer with the club, they're not offering him a contract. And missed out on Hines, but they've got that junior guy whose name escapes me right now, who they're very hot on. Very good okay. player too. Um, look, I'm, I'm, if you're Matt Dufty and... It'll be interesting to see how he's going to play with with all that's going on, and knowing that moment, he's not wanted there in yeah, the future. And and at the moment, um, clubless. In, yeah, interestingly it's, it's, enough, it's an interesting one, all right, because yeah. he's a quality NRL player. Yeah. Yes, he's got a mistake in him, but gee, he's he'll win you more than he loses for you. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've got their mid-season recruit, Gerard Beal, Braden Williams. They don't really inspire me in the centres. No, me neither. Um, Ravalawa, hopefully he's not going to lead with the head again. Um, he's no. been suspended twice in the last month. Um, but he's a guy who can score a try. Um, Hunt and Norman, you'd think, lead this team to victory. You'd think. But you just don't know. Interestingly, Jack Bird's gone into the second row. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I think that's a good move. I don't think he'll play there personally. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's been really good in the centres and, I, Maybe I lose a bit of thrust with him going into the second row, personally. Yeah, I, I, I think he'll go back to the centres. But anyway, we shall see. Wait Look, and see. I, I, I really don't know, Shane. Um, I've got the dragons for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I agree. I was going to say dragons as we as we have this conversation. Yeah. Um, as I go to put my tips in uh, later on, um, I'll probably press the press the button for the dragons. But there's no 
confidence in that whatsoever. No, no I agree. Um, Payne Haas is a big loss for the Broncos. Yep. They do get Matt Lodge back, who was, I think it was man of the match against the Roosters when... Uh, so the I think the forward pack, I do think the Broncos forward pack is a bit better yep. than the uh, Dragons, even without uh, without Haas there. Um, TC Rabati looks like he, he's got some talent off the bench. Maybe he missed uh, defensively, he might have not been at the top of his game, but he, he looked dangerous with the ball. But I, I, at home, I am going to stick with St. George Illawarra. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree there, Griff. It, it is a flip of the coin. And I, I've gone for St. George, like you said. I think the outs for the Broncos outweigh what they mean compared to the um, to the Dragons. <laughs> All right. The next game. Coming up on Friday night, we have the Penrith Panthers versus the West Tigers. This will take place at Leichhardt Oval, from memory. I hope I'm right there because I don't have it in front of me. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure it's at Leichhardt Oval. Um, Look, You never know if you're a Tigers supporter, which is the car going when you're playing. That's right. There's more that you don't know. If you put it on autopilot, it could end up anywhere. Um, and there's more ins and outs here than the National Hokey Pokey Championships. Um, basically, uh, look, if there was ever a time you wanted to meet Penrith, this could be the week. Um, you know, and it's got to be said that, that the Tigers do have a little momentum. Um, last round, they scored six tries to three in a win. They, they seem to be able to put some points on the board. Um, look, for the Penrith fans, uh, you always knew you were going to get the origin, then all of a sudden, um, then all of a sudden there was going to be a plethora of Penrith players picked for origin, just just as is the talent that they've got. And and they had to play someone and now they play the West Tigers. For the team news, the West Tigers informed second rower Luciano Leilua was found not guilty of a shoulder charge at the judiciary. He's free to play having avoided a possible two-match ban, which I found really interesting. He got off two matches there. Uh, Alex Seafarth has been promoted to the starting side to replace the the Maroons' origin rep, Joe Offahangawi. He's the only change from last week's win over the Dragons. Um, David Nofaluma requires uh, two tries, funnily enough, to equal the club's try-scoring record. Um, For the Panthers, if I miss anyone here, feel free to pipe up, Griffo. Look, this is a massive test for them, uh, and it shows how good their depth is because I think the team they've actually named is is, is not a bad one. Uh, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, Appy Corusau, Kirk Craig, well, they're all on origin duty. Uh, they will see the return of Dylan Edwards at fullback. This allows Stephen Crichton to shift into the centres and Matt Burton, he will move to the 5'8". Robert Jennings gets a recall. He'll be on the wing while Tyrone May will play halfback. Mitch Kenny is the new hooker. Uh, Yo and Martin are being replaced in the back row by Sorensen and Matt Eisenhuth, while the interchange bench has uh, 
has all new faces. Uh, Jamin Salmon um, from the Eels, former Eels. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood and deputants Lindsay Smith and Isaac Tago. Uh, Isaac Tago had a fantastic, has had a fantastic New South Wales Cup um, outing so far. He's been electric. Um, so if you've been watching that, um, you'd know how good he is. Um, and, and very excited to be named this week. Um, there's a lovely thing on, um, I think it's on Panthers uh, Instagram and Facebook pages. It's, it's really good to watch. Um, Prop Moses Laota accepted a one-week ban. He's getting a bit of a um, reputation of this for a careless high tackle. Uh, his place is taken by Spencer Linu. Um, look, against the Tigers, the Panthers have won seven of their past eight. Griffo, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that this might be the week the wheels are falling off the Panthers train. It is nothing more than a guess because when you talk about Penrith, they are well coached, they're well drilled, and when you look at their New South Wales Cup side, they too play some exceptional football under the guidance of of um, Wallace. Griffo, what can you tell us? Yeah. Um, firstly, on the Tigers, they've been a little bit more consistent in the last few weeks. Um, and there's very few changes in their side. Um, obviously, they lose uh, often Gowie to Origin. Um, effectively, his replacement is Stefano Utai Kamanu, who, who's played most of the season in first grade. Um, I think he's the only guy to come in this week. Yes. And uh, Alex Seifarth goes into the starting lineup. It's a giant, uh, a giant interchange bench there with Utai Kamanu, Sean Bloor, Amone, and, and Thomas McKayley. Um for the Tigers to win this game, you think they're going to play a power game um, because the Panthers are a much smaller side. Um, now, with Cleary and Luai there, and they are a smaller side than most that they come up against, they're able to control the game. Um, Matt Burton is a high-quality player. He becomes the main man this week. He, he goes from wearing the number three or four to wearing number six. And that's a massive change in terms of what his responsibilities are. This is his team this week. Um, he's got this massive left-foot boot that we haven't seen used maybe only once in the last five or six weeks since he's been playing in the centre. He's not done any kicking, um, but that's probably his biggest strength is his kicking game. And um, if, if his kicking game is on song, um, that's going to turn these big Tigers forwards around, which is, is going to be to Penrith's benefit. Um, yesterday I was out having a paddle on the Nepean River and thinking about, well, okay, 
what's going to be the 17 that lines up for the Panthers. These were the 17 players that I thought were going to be there, but in some of the positions was what surprised me. So, for example, you've got Tyrone May playing seven, um, and he's capable of doing that. He's a very skillful player, but I thought he might have been 13, and I thought they might have played Jamin Salmon in the seven. Um, but yeah, look, this is a, again, it's an opportunity for Tyrone May to show his skills. He's a very, very skillful player. Um, I don't know that he and Matt Burton would ever have combined in a hard combination. So that that is a slight concern. Um, the strength of Penrith has been the, the understanding of Lou and Cleary. Yeah. Um, these two guys. While they've played, you know, in the same team, it's not been in this this critical combination of, of seven. They've had a complete spine replacement this week yeah. um, with Edwards, Burton, May and Mitch Kenny yeah. coming in uh, for, for Crichton, Cleary, Luai and um, Appy. I always like to add the lock in there too. I think the locks, yeah, and, and that's well, another new... T- too. Well, that's that's why I I would have played Tyrone May at, at, at thirteen. Yeah. Um, Matt Eisenhuth is he's been good for him, but he's he hasn't got the mobility of of what I think a thirteen needs to have. He's a prop. Yeah. Um, he don't have the ball skills. Could Kickow do it? No, no, Kickow's a a wide runner. Uh, yeah. I, I think Tyrone May would have been so suited perfectly. Yeah, um, he's a good low defender. Uh, most of the time, when he's been on the field, he's sort of played in that role. Um, anyway, we'll see how they line up. This is how how it sits at the moment. Mm. Clearly, hasn't tended to play too many Ducks and Drakes this year, no. and and the. Uh, the teams have pretty much lined up as they, as they were named. <laughs> he hasn't had to. <laughs> um, yeah, true, true. I, I, I would have I would have thought May um, at lock and uh, and Jamin Salmon to start. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, I just think Matt Eisenhuth, is, he's got the mobility to be a 13 for mine. He's just an extra prop out on the field. Um Anyway, we'll see how we go. Isaac Tago is an interesting one. Shane, you mentioned he's been in good form. He can play either in the back row or in the centres. Yeah. Um, not a huge guy, um, a good mover. Hopgood is, is, is a talented player. He made his debut a couple of weeks ago and got injured, unfortunately, for him. Uh, Lindsay Smith comes in. Uh, he's, he's played at high levels in, in the juniors. Um, I'll be interested to see how he goes. Um, uh, I've not seen a lot of him. I, I saw him in the trial earlier in the year against Parramatta, and I, th- I just thought he got for for a uh, for a middle forward. I thought he got a bit dominated by Para, um, but that was you know as I said, I've not seen a lot of him. I'm hoping that uh, he'll be up to this. Because as I said, the Tigers—they're they're giants, um, and whether the being giants in in twenty twenty one is is what you really want to be, I'm not sure. But I, 
that's how they win this game, I think, with a power game. Yeah. Um, for Penrith, they've got Matt Burton has got to, and I've got every confidence he can do it. By the way, with his kicking game, is is to just keep keep the Tigers on the back foot. Um, Crichton has come back to form, which has been really pleasing. He was man of the match on uh, on Sunday. Uh, he got the three Dalian points, and I thought deservedly so. So in, over the last month, he's slowly coming back to his best. Centre is his position. Um, it's imperative that he has a huge game in attack um, for Penrith to win this game. I'm glad to see Dylan Edwards back in the side. Um, you'd have to say the Tigers are going to win this game. They have to win if they're going to be any hope of making the eight. They will never have a better chance of beating the Panthers than this Friday night. And there'll be, you know, ten to 12,000 Tigers supporters at Leichhardt ready to give it to Ivan Cleary um, if they do. If they don't win this game, I think, you know, you can write them off for this year. Um they are almost at full strength. They're only missing off in Galway. Penrith are missing at eight. Uh, it's Moses Leota, please, why did you have to go high in the 78th minute? Um, if he was there and if Appy was able to play as 18th man, I, I actually would tip Penrith. Um, if they can win this game, it'll be their, their best their best win of the year. Um, Tigers can be off. They have to be off for Penrith to win, I think, because they just, Penrith won't have the combinations that's been their strength throughout this year and, and, and obviously most of last year. They have the ability to possibly get, get the two points. Um, they need Spencer Lanou and James Fisher-Harris to be able to match the power of the Tigers pack. Billy Kikau, he has to have a big game in attack. Uh, I've been happy with what Scott Sorensen's been doing. Eisenhuth's been good, but I, I just don't see him as a 13. Uh, he doesn't have the skill level needed. Um, whether he starts there, we shall see. I just think he's he's better off in that prop rotation coming off the bench. Griffo, do you want me to tell you what I had? I don't know what you thought of I, when I looked at their team yesterday. I had Salmon in at, at I had Salmon in at six, Burton at seven. I actually had Hopgood in the thirteen with May and Eisenhuth on the bench. Yeah, look, I I, I won't argue that, Shane. Um, and and then when uh, I saw the team, I went. Oh. I, I just think <laughs> Eisen, I think Matt Eisenhuth is only a prop. Yeah, I agree. He, That's why I I, I actually yeah. had Hopgood there. Yeah. I suppose Hopgood, May could do it. May's come off the bench. Yeah, I, I just think Tyrone May at 13 is his best position for this yeah. Yeah. For this set of players. I agree. Um, he does have the skill to play seven. Don't get me wrong. But I just think, I just think he'd be better served uh, on balance. I don't 
It looks a little bit unbalanced when he got Matt Eisenhu 13. Yeah. Um, but look, Ivan Cleary is a way, way smarter operator than what I am. He sees him every day. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not convinced that, that this is the, the 13 that run on the field. And um, But the key for Penrith is Matt Burton. He's a better player than anything in the Tigers lineup. He's, yeah. he's better than what they've what they can offer. Um, for Penrith to win, as I said, they must control the uh, the much bigger Tigers forwards. Uh, I was disappointed Luciano Leilua got off last night. I can't recall what the incident was. I just didn't want him playing because he's a danger man. Um, do we do we he still out in the centres? I'm happy he's there and not a five eight, but. Uh, Dane Laurie comes up against his old teammates. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been wonderful at the Tigers, a uh, shining light for them. Um, I hope he doesn't shine too brightly uh, at Leichhardt. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to press the button on the Tigers, and I don't know that I will when it push comes to shove. But I do expect they will win. Yeah, I've got I've got the Tigers, Griff. On a game on the fourth of June, which is Graham's birthday, so ah, the captain. Be, the captain. I hope the captain's feeling well. I hope he's feeling better by then. But on Saturday, the fifth of June, we have the Storm versus the Titans at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Um, look, the Melbourne Storm—they're on a roll. Um, you know, with injuries and, and origins. Um, I, I doubt it would knock them off second place. Um, Jerome Hughes, he's the only member of the Storm Spine available for this match. Um, look, you know, whenever Bellamy gets asked questions, he always has answers. Um, Nico Hines' form's been outstanding. Um, if he's picked in one or six, it doesn't matter. They've got a, they've just got a plethora of people. We spoke about the machine. They are the Gold Coast Titans. They've lost four players to origin duty. Look, their erratic form, um, you know, I think I think when they lost to Cronulla, as we said earlier, <coughs> uh, they've been struggling. Uh, look, their coach, Justin Holbrook, um, he will need everything that people like Jamal Fogarty and Kevin Proctor can muster uh, this weekend. Um, they've got to get back on the tail of that top eight. Um, in team news, Kenny Bromwich's hamstring is fit to play. He'll replace uh, Kafusi in the back row. Second, um, uh, whilst, sorry, Kafusi's in the second row. Um, and Dean, I, I, I hate it when I get a name wrong, but I'm going to try. Arima uh, gets the call up to take over from Josh Adokar on the wings. Cooper Johns is named to start at 5'8 after being a late inclusion the last couple of weeks. And giant Nelson Asafa Solomono gets another start in the front row. Chris Lewis will begin the game from the interchange. Riley Jacks makes his comeback from concussion on an extended bench. Um, look, they've won six from six at the Sunshine Coast of the Storm, so they're in pretty good form. Whilst for the Titans, Ash Taylor returns from an injury to partner uh, Jamal Fogarty. As we said, uh, he's so important in this side. Um, Tanner Boyd is pushed back to an extended bench while Tyrone Peachy 
Uh, he'll be on the interchange spot uh, with his return from suspension. Um, look, Origins forced a raft of changes, including um, uh, including uh, Jaden Campbell, which of course is Preston Campbell's son. Uh, he's made his debut at fullback in place of AJ Brimson. Um, Joseph Vuna, uh, younger brother of the former Knight Cooper Vuna, is on the bench um, for his first NRL game since he played for the Warriors a couple of years ago. Um, uh, Jolliffe replaces Fodawaka in the front row. Uh, Stone steps into Fafita's boots um, in the second row, and McIntyre takes over the 13 from Big Tino. Uh, that's a massive loss as well. Like, you look at those players out for the Titans, and, yeah, it's, it's they're going to struggle. Um, Fermor's hamstring, he'll be missing. Whitbread joins Peachy, Vuna, and Clark on the interchange bench. Um, incidentally, the Titans have the best goal-kicking percentage in the NRL in 2021. Would you believe that? At, at, at 85.4%. That's a good little tidbit there. Griffo, we look at these two sides. Um, look... It is chalk and cheese what's happening out there at the moment for these two teams. I've got the Storm winning, and they are my margin for the week. Lock me in, Griff. They're the joker. Can you explain to me why I'm wrong, or are you agreeing with me 100%? I am in the 100% agreement category, Shane. I haven't looked at the last game, but I think this is my joker as well on the Storm. The Storm have a number of Kiwis in their team, which is a yeah. big bonus at this time of the year. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, you look at that forward pack, Bromwich yeah. Kiwi, Smith Kiwi, Asafa Solomona Kiwi, huge, Kenny huge, Bromwich huge, huge. Kiwi, big. Dale Finucane, ex-Origin uh, player, Tom Eisenhuth, high-quality NRL player. Yeah. That is a very good pack of six forwards. They there. would get a start in most sides in the NRL. Well, you know, you look at that pack of forwards and... They're going to run um, all over. They're going to run right. You think so, <laughs> don't you? Um, and then they got the Coma Chameleon. Uh, Big Tui comes off the bench there. Um, certainly the Storm bench is not as strong as what it normally is with all those players that are missing either through origin or injury. Um, they've got a guy at fullback who's been a revelation, um, Nicole Hines, who's sort of been the the man in the spotlight in the, the month of May. Um, they've got their regular, three of their regular three-quarter line there in George Jennings, Remus Smith and Justin Olam. Uh Iaremia has played a couple of games and uh, he's, a, he's a Melbourne boy. Um, I think the fourth uh, Victorian to represent the Storm. Cooper Johns has been good in his few games. And then there's the other Kiwi um, who's is one of the, the premium number sevens in Jerome Hughes. Yeah. That's a recipe for success. Yes. Um, the Gold Coast look very similar to the Gold Coast teams of a few years ago when um, they were 
pretty much cellar dwellers. Um, they're missing their four four uh, quality Queenslanders, uh, and I can't see them getting over the top of the storm. No, it's uh, it's storm, and uh, unless uh, there's a and I think it's Para Newcastle. So yeah, I'm I'm looking in uh, Joker Melbourne Storm for yep. round thirteen. Yep, and uh, and look, they you're right about that Titan side. They look extremely underdone and it would take it would take a minor miracle for for them to for them to to win um actually no it wouldn't it would take a major miracle it would you know it would take more than just walking on water for them to win um it's yeah it's they are looking like they're looking like they're going to struggle and i yeah i'm with you griff i just can't see it happening um the last game, as you mentioned, of the of the round is the Newcastle Knights taking on the Parramatta Eels, and that is to take place at McDonald Jones Stadium. It's a 4.05 kickoff, um, available on all your major uh, networks um, that you watch rugby league on. Uh, look, Newcastle, as we said, they enjoyed a much-needed morale boost. Um, they won... And it must be said, it was an upset win against Manly. Um, look, they'll need to win back-to-back games. They haven't done that since the first two rounds of this season, so they haven't had a back-to-back win for a very long time. Um, look, it's just their third win at home this season, last week. Um, and look, so there's no real comfort they'll take out of the win. They've got to continue on with it, and they've got to continue on with it well. Um, look, they sub- they subdued um, Tom Dravojevic. Will they be able to do that with with Parramatta? Look, Origin and injury and judiciary have taken a large bite out of the Knights' pack. So Adam uh, O'Brien, he's got to look to captain Jaden Braley, a back row of Mitch Barnett. They've got to step up this week. The Eels, they're much less affected by the state of Origin um, than than most of the other top teams. Um, look. Captain Glint Gutherson, Mitch Moses will be keen. They'll be keen um, to atone for what's happened the past few weeks, especially last week. And Mitch, and Clint Gutherson would want to be reminding the New South Wales selectors that he still plays rugby league. For the Knights, the news is the veteran prop David Clemmer has entered a girly guilty plea to his careless high tackle charge. He'll spend two weeks on the sidelines. Uh, Suaso Sue replaces Clemmer. Uh, in the front row, Jacob Sasafidi takes over from his twin Daniel as the other bookend, and Brady Jones has received a nod to take on Tyson Trussell, place in the second row. Um, the promotions for Sue, Jacob Sasafidi, and Jones hit Kurt Mann added to the interchange alongside um, Saski and Jack Johns, who is making his first night's appearance. Always good to see the Johns name in a Newcastle Knights jersey. Um, Look, the Knights have won four from six at McDonald Jones Stadium this season, so it is a happy hunting ground for them, but they have to win if they want to get that monkey off their back, only having one back-to-back game this year. The Eels' Reed Marnie is named in the 19th jersey for Queensland. Um, 
has been so he's been selected at dummy half and is eligible to play if released by the Maroons. So that's going to be a massive in for them. Uh, if that happens, 5'8", Dylan Brown and Regan Cam- and prop Regan Campbell-Gillard returns from suspension. Kafusi going to the bench and Jacob Arthur sliding back to the reserves uh, while Nikore, or N- yeah, Nikore replaces, as we always get mixed up with those, uh, yeah. replaces the bench for Junior Paulo on the front row. Marata. The, the Dunster. The Dunsters, Dunsters earned, in. The Dunsters earned a recall for the first start of the, for his first start of the season and his third appearance uh, in place of Blake Ferguson. He has been stone cold dropped and he was badly out of position last week. Uh, Will Smith, uh, he's he comes back from a thumb injury, reclaims number fourteenth jersey. Um, look. Neil's halfback, Mitchell Moses, requires six points for 800 in the NRL. You dare say he will crack the 800 in this game, albeit that the Eels were not great last week. I've got them bouncing back in an away win. Griffo, this week, what have you got? I agree, Shane. Um, Newcastle, uh, you look at the outs there. Safi to Daniel, Clemmer, Frizzell. That is half of their forward pack. Yeah. And I dare say a large part of their salary cap. And talent. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, you know, obviously in the back line, they're still missing Ponga. They're still missing uh, Junior Pierce. I can't see anything but a Parramatta victory. They're not missing too many para. Big junior Paul or they're missing. Um, but aside from him, it's pretty much full strength yeah. Parramatta side. Yeah. Um, they need these two points as for confidence as much as anything else. Um, uh, hats off to the Knights for the last week. They were good, beating Manly, but they're down on talent. Um I can't see him beating Parramatta this week. Um, no. Parramatta have made some changes with their, their horrible uh, defence out wide. They, they move Walker Blake and Wanga Blake over to the other side, yet South still on that uh, on that right-hand defensive side, even with Wanga Blake not there. They're just they're crucified Parramatta, and hence we've seen some changes. Arthur's gone... Um, Ferguson's gone. Um, there'll be a change, obviously, as well with the back rower out there. I think uh, I'm not who sure uh, was out there last week, but Souths murdered them. Um, yeah. I, I got to say, I really feel sorry for Reed Marnie, um, who who was sent home. I, I thought I don't know if he's been he's returned yet to Parramatta, but what I heard that he was. Uh, Said, oh, well, thanks, but, you know, Harry Grant's fit, so we'll, well, that's know, we what, don't actually That's what you. I thought I heard today. Well, I heard it yesterday. But so I, I didn't I, – I, I couldn't find confirmation of that before I read the team news, so I thought I'd better not pull the trigger on it. I sort of heard it in passing on the radio. So if you're bringing it up too, then yeah, that's I'm, more or less the story I heard. I, I, it was in the background, and I, and I tried to look for something. I couldn't really find it. 
But yeah, I, I heard the same thing that it was more or less a thanks for coming. I should talk about ripping a guy's hearts out. I mean, well, it's poor treatment. Tell you what, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want someone to break their ankle or anything. No, you know, like, um, I find it. Yeah, yeah, look, I Harry find Grant it very said, strange that one, that one team is is culling players and saying go back to your club. And another side saying, let's give this guy exposure in Kolomatangi. Let's get him in here, give him some exposure. Yeah, I I don't know. But anyway, that's just what they're doing. Well, this guy would have thought, okay, fantastic. I'm so excited. I'm going to make my debut for the the Maroons. You know what? And and then they're saying, oh, sorry, uh, you know, this other guy's fit. You can go home. I I don't know if that's the case, but that's what I heard yesterday. I'm just I was I was absolutely gobsmacked yep. by that. Yep, yep. I He's agree. a quality player. Um, it's it's for Parramatta's great benefit that he's here. He's gone play for them, but I just don't understand it. Like even if he wasn't going to play, you think you keep him there? Um, as parts of the squad. You bet you And as you do. we know now, Kalen Pong has gone down. I don't know that they've brought another guy in. You bet you you do. Um, but anyway, as I said, the beneficiaries out of that are the, are the Eels. Yeah. I just think they're going to have, they're going to be too strong. They got, uh, the Doggy Brown comes back this week. Um, so <sighs> they've missed him. Uh, uh, young Arthur was good in the, in his first game, but maybe not so good in the last two. No, um, I just think that the Parramatta forwards they still even without big uh, junior Paulo, it's an impressive six there. Yeah, and when he can bring uh, uh, bring Sean Lane and, and State of Oregon Kafusi into the the team along with the skill of Cartwright, uh, you just think that that they've probably got too many guns yeah, I, to I, fire for the, yeah. the Knights. I agree, Griff. I think it's I think it's basically um, got too much class to, across the board. Well, everyone, that's it. That's this round done, dusted, previewed. It is a shortened round of NRL. Um, regardless, we do have the Origin staying next week. We will be back on your airwaves with an Origin... Um, Preview next week. Looking at so we're that. looking at a Tuesday night. I think we're looking at a Tuesday week, night kicking off. Yes, Tuesday night. To origin you, preview. Yeah. To give you that origin preview. This is round thirteen of the NRL. If your team has a bible, you're going to watch the games with uh, your blood pressure at a lot stable rate than you have done in the last twelve weeks. If your team does play this week. Um, it's one of those funny weeks where all bets are off. So as we always say, enjoy your football. Griffo, thank you for your company as always. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, as cricket fans, big shout out to the War Brothers. I actually think it's their birthday today. And, oh, um, happy birthday, Wars. Yes, I, pretty, I remember it being the, you know, the uh, something in the back of my mind. If it's not, well, then I look like an idiot, not to worry. And Look, Shane, you're you're one in hundred three hundred and sixty five chunks. That's what I correct. figured. That's what I figured. And <laughs> BS baffles brains in most occasions. So, um, everyone, enjoy your week. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Enjoy the four games of rugby league. 
take care and see you there. And, uh, yeah, look, I just want to say uh, I hope, you know, wish our yes, captain uh, Graham well. a speedy recovery. We certainly hope he's back on deck uh, for next week's oh, Origin preview. Origin Thanks again to all the listeners. And, um, well, I don't have time for broken hearts, but uh, we, we, we'll look forward to the to the big music uh, coming back That's next right. week. That's right, to the technical advisor's um, return. Because uh, it's a big part of our show. Um, but anyway, have a great week. Enjoy the footy that uh, is there. And um, again, we appreciate you tuning in uh, in all parts of the world. Um, all the best. Bye-bye. Do good by one another and stay beautiful. <laughs>